Hello everyone, I uh, hope everyone's doing well and um, I just thought I'd do an audio um, on Pharisees, um, the characteristics of Pharisees um, because quite often I think that some of us modern day Christians can fall um, into this trap of um, self-righteousness, of um, feeling like we are um, above other Christians or other Christians are quote and unquote lesser Christians than us we can um, fall into this 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 pride trap and and this haughtiness um, and, and it's very dangerous because some of the warnings in the Bible that we see that Jesus gives um, the Pharisees is quite bad. I mean, at one point he actually calls them "you brood of vipers." Um, it's quite bad. And, and and if we think that you know, in the Garden of Eden, the 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 enemy came as a snake. It's it's quite telling for Jesus to address the Pharisees as a brood of vipers. So um, I just want to run through you know some some characteristics as revealed to us in the Bible. Um, of Pharisees and and as as we do this I just want us to all just um take some time and think about it um and we may identify with well I pray that we don't identify with all of these issues because if we do then we really need to repent but we may identify with one or two or however many we do but even one is bad enough we need to um repent and turn our hearts back to God and ask for his forgiveness and be humble before him. Um, so yeah, I mean, so there were four school of thoughts um, in Jesus's day uh, and from the Bible. And there were the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Zealots, um, and we also see the Essenes. I think that's how you say them anyway. Um, but of all these four, the Pharisees were the strictest um, of the sects um, and poor in Acts 26 5 says um, that their very name means set apart um, so you know they were set apart where well whether that's <laughs> whether that's because they set themselves apart or they were just set apart by society um, you know I don't know but they were clearly set apart and, and um, all too often they clung to their own laws and traditions instead of God's law um, Jesus like I said at the start Jesus rebukes them so many times um, he calls them hypocrites, he calls them a brood of vipers. Um, and, and it's clear to see that, you know, the Pharisees, they did not love the truth. Neither did they follow it, you know, the truth. And, and, and you know, Jesus says that he is the way, the truth and the life. Um, and, you know, it's clear from the Bible that the Pharisees did not love the truth. They did not love Jesus. They had their own way. Um, and, and they thought their own way was far superior to Jesus's and they wanted to follow their own way um, so they did not love the truth they did not love Jesus um, and they did certainly didn't follow Jesus I mean so many times they tried to trap Jesus didn't they with different questions and play on words and, and, and they tried to trap him but what they did not know was that Jesus himself was God made man he you know he he um, is the Alpha and Omega. He's the all-seeing. He's the omnipotent, omniscience God. Um, and so there was no way they could trap him, even in, in his in his physical uh, mortal form. Um, 
it's so important to know about the Pharisees um, because in, in Matthew chapter 5, um, 20, Jesus said, I say unto you that except your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Um, so Jesus says that un unless our righteousness exceeds those of the, of the scribes and the Pharisees, and the Pharisees consider themselves quite righteous, they were, you know, <coughs> legalistic law followers and by their standards none of us today would even be fit to tie their shoelaces let alone you know enter into the kingdom of god but even then even by their standards they themselves were not fit to enter into the kingdom of god and that's why christ came so that we can achieve salvation not by what we do or a legalistic mind frame but rather by what christ has done for us um and so by that very definition, you know, um, that legalistic mind frame is not going to get us anywhere. You know, st standing there on our high horse or on a pedestal, looking down at, at people we consider to be lesser Christians, um, that's not going to get us anywhere. Beating our own chests and saying, you know, I'm, I am a better Christian or I'm less of a sinner. Doesn't matter. A sinner is a sinner. We're all sinners. For, the Bible says, for all have, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. A sin is a sin. Um, and so we all have to repent. We, we're all in need of God's grace. We are all in need of, of salvation through Christ. Um, so it's very important that we don't fall into this, this trap of, of um, hiring, you know, putting sin into some kind of hierarchy and trying to justify ourselves or our sin and, and thinking that, you know, we are above sin because we are not by our very nature, which is man. We are sinful, um, you know, just just because um, <clears throat> somebody is a murderer. Um, it doesn't make them any more of a sinner than us. It doesn't it doesn't mean that we deserve grace any more than they do. Um, you know, we're all sinners in the, in the eyes of God and we all need grace. Yes, by our human standards, by our human human morality and, and ethical codes. Um, you know, murder is a worse, uh, 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 being a murderer or killing somebody is worse than lying. But in the eyes of God, a sin is a sin. Um, <coughs> you know, sin calls for repentance and sin calls for forgiveness. Um, and there's only one way that we can achieve that forgiveness. And so that's through Christ. But when we set our, ourselves apart um, from quote-unquote those who we perceive to be lesser Christians, then we really set ourselves up for failure because then we start thinking that um, our works or what we do or, or don't do or achieve or don't achieve will somehow be able to grant us salvation or, or, or you know, be able to take us to heaven. But that's wrong. That's wrong. Um. There were main characteristics of, of the Pharisees um, that the Bible shows us. Um, say, first one, it says, they threw aside God's commandments and made commandments of men and traditions into doctrines. That's in Mark 7, 7 9. We can see here that God gave commandments for the Israelites to follow and for the Jews to follow. But, you know, to the Pharisees, they thought they knew better. So what do they do? They put aside God's commandments, they set them aside, and then they, they turned around and used traditions um, 
and man-made commandments and they turn those into traditions and doctrines and let's be really careful of this because this also happens in our in our in the church today people sometimes um, magnify or elevate doctrines more than scriptural truth it's very important that when we hear something we are to test it against the scripture we are to look to it and say hang on a minute is this actually in the scripture or is it a man-made doctrine and if it is a man-made doctrine it might be a good one which is fine but it might not be a good one and in, in the case where it hinders our walk with Christ we need to go back and say hang on is this in alignment with the scripture and if it's not we need to toss it aside we cannot place doctrines or opinions or perspectives above the scriptural word of God that's wrong um you know, we see in Luke eleven, um, Matthew, uh, Luke eleven thirty nine, um, Matthew twenty three twenty five. Um, we see there that the Pharisees were more concerned with outer purity rather than the purity of the heart. Jesus says that they clean the inside of that they clean the inside of the cup, but inside their hearts were full of wickedness. So, you know, it, it's this whole thing about appearances. So to the outside world, you know, they appear clean and, 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 and um, they appear, you know, clean and religious and pious. But inside their hearts, their motives were dirty. Their hearts were full of wickedness. And they tithe on herbs, which is good because, you know, we're called to, to, to tithe. But more important matters like justice and love for God were overlooked. We see this in Luke 11 and 32. You know, Jesus tells them that they, 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 they tied on everything right down to their herbs, but they forget the weightier matters of, of, of the law, you know, the weightier commands of God. I mean, God says that love is, is, is the first and the greatest commandment. Number one, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Um, and then you must love your neighbour as yourself. Um, but, but the Pharisees were devoid of this. Certainly the latter commandment to love, they'll say they love God and that's why they did what they did. But certainly the latter commandment to love your neighbour as yourself, they were devoid of this. Their hearts were, 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 were just full of wickedness. Um, they loved the highest seats and public greetings in the marketplace. Because they were selfish and they wanted to be seen by people to the point of enlarging their borders of their clothes. I mean, you see this in Luke eleven forty three. Um, Matthew also has it in chapter twenty three, verse five to ten. Mark also has it in 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 chapter twelve, verse thirty eight. You know, they 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 like to 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 show off. You know, in public places and look at me. Look at how much I know um, about religion. Look at how much I know about the scripture. They were showing off, but they're not living what they're showing off. It's all head knowledge. I mean, how many of us are, are, are those kind of people that we love to show off how much we know about Christianity or how much we know about the Bible, but are we actually living what we're showing off? Those ideologies um, and theologies that we're so quick to proclaim that, you know, we know X, Y, Z, you know, we know what the Bible says about X, Y, Z. That's all well and good, but are we actually living out all that head knowledge that we have? The Pharisees made people fall. Jesus said that they were like hidden graves that made unsuspecting people fall into them. That's in Luke eleven forty four. 
um, you know, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 11 to 17, um, you see that they didn't want people to be healed on the Sabbath that God made for man, but yet they will take out their ox if it fell in a pit on the Sabbath. It's this double standards. It's this thing of, yeah, it's one rule for us and it's another rule for you. You know, it's this thing where they, they were constantly trying to trap Jesus and say, well, why are you healing somebody on the Sabbath? But Jesus reminds them that the Sabbath is made for man. Man is not made for the Sabbath because in the same breath, if their rocks falls into a pit, they would rescue it on the Sabbath. So it's this whole double standards thing where, you know, we have to be careful what we're preaching to other people. Are we practicing it? Are we there saying, yeah, you know, don't do X, Y, Z, but then behind their backs, we're doing the same thing. Luke 11 and 46, it says they burdened people with traditions and did not raise a finger to help. How many people have you heard of that are crushed under the traditions of, an, of, of religion? That they feel that they cannot come to the cross, they cannot come to Christ because they're just crushed under the weight of the traditions. And you have people within the church that are constantly reminding them of these traditions and how they fall short of them. Um, it says, you know, they build the sepulchres of, of prophets that their own ancestors killed. In fact, they themselves killed Jesus. They themselves handed Jesus over. The council of elders handed Jesus over to Pilate to be judged. They took away the key knowledge. They blocked people from getting into heaven and they themselves did not get in. This is in Matthew 23 and 13, Luke eleven fifty two. John also has it in chapter 12, verses 42 and 43. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 14, it says here that they devoured widows' houses. And if we remember rightly, um, in the Old Testament, God set aside special provision for the widows and the fatherless. He said we were to look after them, but these Pharisees devoured their houses. Matthew twenty three fourteen says again that they they say long prayers that they that they're pretending to be righteous. How many of us knows that person that says they they pray for twenty four hours, they pray for two hours, but their prayers don't mean anything. A lot of them just stand there and boast to God. You know, they'll stand there and they'll pray the loudest prayer and, and they're quick to tell you how long they prayed for. But they're just pretending that they're righteous because even though they're mouthing all these big words, deep down in their hearts, they're not feeling any of what they're saying. They're not in real deep communication. It says here in, in, in Matthew 23, again, um, 15, that they went on land and sea to convert people. And they made those converts twice a child of hell as themselves. You know, Matthew 23 is just so rich with warnings. Um, you know, they forbade people from, from swearing by the gold of the temple. But they swore by the temple itself. You know, Matthew chapter 7 verse 6, it says, um, They even praise God with their lips, and the, but their hearts are far away from him. You know, it's, it's just, just the hypocrisy of it. And we all, we all have it in us to some extent. Um, some to a, a, a higher extent, some to a lesser extent. 
but it's all there and we just have to be so watchful and repent to God the minute we see it rearing its ugly head. Matthew 23, 16 to 25, Luke 11, 44, 46, chapter 12, 1 to 3, it says here the Pharisees were fools, they were blind guides, they were hypocrites. John the Baptist called them vipers in Matthew 3, 7. In Matthew 16, chapter um, verse 1 and 19, verse 3, they loved to tempt and accuse and oppose Jesus. We see this throughout, don't we? They continuously tried to entangle him in his talk. Um, Paul, who was a Pharisee, told of his own nature before his conversion. Um, you, you know, this is just, they, they continuously try to entrap Jesus. They, and, and, and it's this whole thing, isn't it? You, you know, you see some, some people sometimes, they'll try to run circles around you. You'll say one thing and they'll, they just have this spirit of, of, of um, not argument really, but just the spirit of just coming back at you with something. And it's, you know, they've always got to have the last word. They've always got to be the one that knows better. They're always trying to catch you out on something. And you say something and they're always trying to... Um, they're always, always trying to, to come at you with something. And sometimes it is weary. And it can actually cause you to sin because you can just in anger turn around and say something. But Jesus was just above them, wasn't he? Every single answer he gave. I mean, sometimes I read through, through the Gospels and I'm like, yes, one kneel to Jesus. <laughs> and it shouldn't be that way, but you know. But we can see a little bit of that in us sometimes. And sometimes we have to be watchful of that in the way we talk to other people. Um, in the way we respond to, to other Christians in the church. Or, or other brothers and sisters within the body of Christ. Um, you know, They asked for a sign to believe when many were already given. If, if given yet another sign, they would still not believe. That's in Luke 22 verses 66 and 67. You know, it's important to, to remember that the incident mentioned in, in that text in Luke was after three and a half years of Jesus working miracles. They had seen Jesus working for three and a half years, healing all types of diseases, even raising the dead. They had seen all that, but yet they still asked for a sign. But there's great news because in Acts chapter 6 verse 7, it tells us that there is hope even for Pharisees. Hallelujah. What happened after Jesus went back to heaven and his disciples preached after being filled with the Holy Spirit, it says, and the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. So here's my, my message for you. Are you a Pharisee in your heart? Can you recognize some of this attitude in you, in the way you speak to other people, in the way you think, in the way you carry yourself? Could it be just one of the things that you recognize? Could it be more than one? Just come to Jesus and tell him you want to be like him. Humble yourself like a child. If you are willing, he will change your life and make you a new person, just like he did for Paul just like he did for Paul. I mean, Paul himself said, didn't he, 
He said, I poor verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. So when he came on the scene after Jesus' ascension, he persecuted the Christian church because, you know, he thought that he had to do everything contrary. And, and if, we, if, you, if you, like Paul, feel that, you know, you, you know better than the Bible or you know better than the scripture or, or you will not allow yourself to be taught by anyone else um, because you feel like you know better and you've got such a handle on these things. You will not even allow the scripture to, to speak to you, to speak to your heart because you feel like, you know, you're above that. The way you, 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 you deal with other people, the way you speak to other people, is it loving? Do you have a genuine love for God or is it all for show? Do you love your neighbour as yourself? Or are you constantly looking to trip people up? Are you a hypocrite? If you are, like I say, some to a greater degree, some to a lesser degree, just come to Jesus and he will work on your heart. He will save you. So you will neither be one of the two extremes, a hardened sinned or a hardened sinner or a self-righteous Pharisee who is also a sinner. Let's not forget that. A sinner or a self-righteous Pharisee were both sinners. One might think it's not, but we both are. And we're, you know, we're all in need of salvation. And so let us humble ourselves before God. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for showing us um, in your words, Lord, that self-righteousness in and of itself, when, when, when based on our own works and our own standards of, of morality and our own doctrines, when we set those so far apart that, and so high up above the scripture and above your words, Lord, that totally contradicts everything and undermines the price that Christ came to die for our sins. I ask, Lord, that you be with us, that you soften our hearts, that you grant us humility, that we may know, Lord, that we may boast in, in not in our strength or our power or in silver or in gold or in horses or in chariots, but we will boast in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that was slain for our sins. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We ask, Lord, that you will continue to speak with us, Lord. Be with everyone who's listening to this and work on every heart that needs to hear it. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.